0: On this edition of the Fast Sim News, we talk season 5, first half, winners, losers, holy cow, things are all turned around. In other news, we'll discuss the upcoming changes, expansion draft, the dispersal draft, first year player draft, we've got a lot of drafts coming up, don't we? All this and more coming up next on the Fast Sim News. that were we or maybe you were Yansu wants that respect Havinka said you've been talked about me in a podcast in five episodes other than to just gloss over my talent Kuvala said uh, we're here thank you very much I spent several hours on this farm system you know Sanayoki, Vimpoli Vimpoli said export exporting is for losers you know what I do I'm a winner I just, a team is good. I signed a bunch of players. They don't need my help. Pori doing Pori things. It's the commish. Season five, halfway in the books. I tell you, for starters, never expected to be here doing this. Five seasons in. But here we are. You know, it was an upside down situation there. But you know what? I shouldn't be that weird to me. When you think about it, it's been five seasons. it's never been in the postseason. They've benefited from you know the draft, drafting well, Filipino draft, signing Brazilians, and so I mean you know it takes a couple of seasons when you start from scratch. Not everybody can win every year. We've had we've been a league of runs. You know, we've had two dynasties, I mean, many dynasties, if you will, but still Pori is a dynasty, even though they only have two titles. Sakamoto's a dynasty, even though they only have two titles. And so in a league like that, you know, some runs, some ups and some downs. Helsinki was up. now they're not. They're on the way back, though. Look at that farm system. Holy shit. Uh, It makes sense that, that, you know, Vimpoli was kind of up. They were down. Now they're kind of in the middle of figuring it out. Lapa was not far off. (laughs) Tempere, you know, there's always one team in every league. (laughs) And right now for us, it's Tempere. But uh, um, I'm only saying that because I know the person running it. If I didn't know him, I wouldn't be making jokes like this. But in any case, you know, it it, it makes sense that there be teams that are, you know, teams that are going to kind of trade spots. And so it makes sense that year five would be the year that that some of those things will start to happen and we start to see some of those changes because these are are well-managed teams, all of them. And so I mean I think really I I count out Sakamoto at my own peril eight and two in the last ten games on a five game win streak I think that team is old but it's really talented and who knows what Subby will do in the you know in the soft season in you know, mid mid season rather if he makes some moves do some things see what happens who knows who knows who knows but the point of the story is simply to say that. Um, I would, I would you count them out to your own peril. I mean, obviously, the, you know, this season you do not get the benefit of the Brazilian draft. Sorry about that. Prime Minister wouldn't allow, the president would not allow those, uh, those visas. So players would not be allowed to come to the league this season. Sadly, um, I will say that uh, it's a problem in Sakamo, and it is the fact that they're, they're cap-tied. And so there's not a whole lot they can do other than move guys um, to make that situation work for them. And so they're going to be a little tough for them to be able to get back in this, but they're only four games out of a wild card. And as you've seen in the past, uh, midseason results do not portend uh, future results, necessarily portend future results. I will say this is the first season since, what, the first or second, second season maybe, that we haven't had a Filipino Filipino imports joining the league. So it'll be kind of more of a throwback to how we started. And as a result of that, it'll be about what you all can figure out, what deals get made. At least our players are trade now. we were not in those days. So, you know, can, you can, can a Sakamo loose, you know, get a bad team to take on one of these contracts, you know, a, uh, you know, I don't, first of all, looking at this team, I don't know, I guess, I mean, you can't trade you so He's in a walk here. He's 31. You can't, but I mean, you can't move him. You're not going to trade Clinton Bose, He's 24. You're not going to do that. So like, what do you do? I mean, Tony Eggberg, the Tony Eggberg experiment, it's been all right. He's a positive war guy. I don't see, I don't really know who you move. I mean, you know, one of these pitchers maybe. I mean, I don't know. You don't, you don't, you know, Peter Say is not, it's not quite working out. I mean, abstractly anyway. I mean, his ERA is a little high. I don't know if you need to pay a closer in this league a million and a half. Um, You know, you get down some of those other guys and it's not so great. But honestly, I just don't know who you move on that team. Even if you were to say, oh, let me go get a guy. Um, unless you move one of your big guys to go get something else. So, I mean, would a team take a 31-year-old Juso Wickstrom, knowing that I do not believe that you're going to see another – he's not on pace to do what he did last year, let me tell you that. Last year was nuts, uh, for those not in the know. Well, I guess he is on the pace to to hit another another 30-plus home runs, 140 RBI season. But you know, but he's a left fielder. And they're a dime a dozen. And so I don't again, I don't really know what, what that gets you. And it's only two million dollars. It's not as if he's making twenty million bucks. So I just don't know what you can do if you're that team. Why am I spending all time on Sakamoto? I don't know. But I just I think they're the two down defending champions, and so you have to say, is this the end of the road for that team? Do you break them up? I mean, I don't think somebody's gonna break that team up. But if it's you and you're in the situation, if it's me in that situation, because obviously you're not on the podcast, I am. Would I take the two-time defending champions? I'm 39 and 42. Uh, that last year title was bonkers that they pulled that off. Do you try to go for it, get in the postseason and get a lot of ticket, knowing that your team is battle-tested, and see if you can pull another one of these off? Or do you say, screw it, Sell off some of these guys. Not going to trade Tapio and obviously. No, that's not going to happen. But maybe you're not going to trade Clinton Bowes. Not going to happen. But maybe somebody will take a Uso Wickstrom rental and you get a draft pick out of it. You got three drafts coming up next season, uh, in this offseason. Three. And I know you're, that sounds bonkers, but it's really not. I think it'll work out well for us. Our off season's a little dull. Anyway, and, and, and so, obviously, this, won't, this will only be a one-time thing, too. We won't always have three drafts. It just so happens this particular season that we're going to have three. Normally, we just have the one. Um, and after the, after the Brazilian and Filipino leagues of dis, uh, dispersal drafts happen, those leagues will go away. They will not be replaced. Uh, we're going to use the in-game mechanisms to bring us, as you may have already noticed, to bring us uh, international amateur free agents that your, your imaginary scouts will be bringing in. Some of you already have some guys that are that are pretty looking pretty fun. Uh Huvinka's got a guy by the name of Isaac Mahmoud from Kenya, who's a four star guy, looks really great, sixteen years old. Um, looking around some of the other some of the other fun international guys. Helsinki didn't get anybody good yet. They're all they're all trash. Yansu got a guy. Just one guy so far. Looking around, so there's many other teams. Anyway, the point is, is I could look around and do this for days. Uh, uh, Tempade got a really good uh, guy from um, from Madagascar who's um, shortstop, 18 years old, four and a half stars, looks really, really good. Marco, yeah, andrea Um Looks really fun. Pumped to see what he can do in this league. Um, gummy torches and a Norwegian guy, Vimpoli got as a pitcher. So, anyway, so these guys will start to come in, it'll be fun to see where those guys come from, how they do. Uh, the other th- the other piece of this will be as far as older international free agents, uh, we will have a um, I think we're gonna probably go two different ways with this. We'll obviously do the the um, international free agents you can it can you can you sign and acquire um through the game as well. So it'll be a little bit on your own. and then that'll be next season, not this coming season because we have enough going on, but the following season. And then also in that season, I believe we'll turn on the um the established free agents. so players like over twenty six who join our league from, you know, ostensibly from foreign leagues overseas, um, those guys will start to come in in and you can offer them boatloads of money if you want to do that. I think it'll make more sense when the cap goes up and you're able to truly, you know, uh, you know, dote on those guys financially. In any case, uh, what was I talking about? And so anyway, like, let's let's talk about the the elephant in the room, and the elephant in the room, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the Havinka, the Havinka turnaround. Look at this team. Um, you know, are they built for? Are they built to last. I mean, I think that it'd be very hard to see a team that's doing as well as they're doing, just bludgeoning the rest of the league, um, not making the postseason. So, if nothing else, you can Rams is going to get some flair. So shout out to Rams, long overdue, well deserved, um, great season. You know, I've been big, I've been high on this team for a while. Max Max is only 26 years old. For those who are relatively new to, like, Lisslissian was one of the first Filipino uh, pickups. Um, he's been positive war every year he's been in this league. Um, he's been legit. Like, I think he's been really good, and, and it's been fun to see him, you know, succeed. Teddy Morales, another Filipino guy they brought into this league. Um, also having, you know, a really solid season in that sort of lower rotation role. Uh, Christian Marshall, they got out of the uh, Brazilian league. So, yeah, so so really, really doubled down on getting the – the uh, out-of-country out of pitchers on this team. And they're and they're paying dividends. They're paying good dividends for uh, Avinca this season. I think it's a really balanced pitching staff. And then offensively, I think there's just a lot of weapons that you've got to be afraid of. Their catcher has a four-war. Like, I don't even – I can't even conceive of the, the – this, this, out of this world that the catcher on the team is the best catcher in the league, I think, is Lenny Enriquez certainly the best hitting catcher in the league, which I didn't even know who he was until two minutes ago. So uh, when your is betting fifth, you know shit is real, and that's this team. Uh, Tev Jackson, of course, came from Brazil, a two-time Brazilian MVP. He's making this league look like a little league. Um, and um, you got a guy like that on your team. So, like, there are three home run, hit three, three home run threats on this team, Dwayne Rodriguez, Tev Jackson, and Lenny Enriquez, who are just, like, Showing up at your ballparks and murdering the baseball, um, like just doing really terrible things to it. Niels Correa is a 26-year-old Finn who's been great in this league every season. He's been here, uh, second-rounder, so, you know, the actual draft pick that's that's, that's definitely delivered. Uh, Tony Simola, another draft pick that's delivered, uh, another second-rounder as well. And so looking at this roster from top to bottom, when Niels Correa is betting ninth, that's frightening. So I'm I'm not sure. Like, I think this team is built to last, and I think it'll be interesting if, if uh, Rams can obviously do the thing all teams, you know, contenders try to do at the halfway mark is go out and try to find some extra help, make some other things happen, you shore some things up. Uh, looking in the other division real quick, Pori. Pori doing Pori things. Um, uh, it's still a Pori, same Pori team you've known before. Uh, Harvey Kerr is their closer. Um, I mean, that just, you know, like, the bullpen's the best in the game, I believe, still. Um, you got three pitchers under two ERA in that bullpen, so it's just gross what's happening over there right now. Um, this bullpen by committee, closer by committee thing they've got going is really, really sick. Um, pitching-wise, starter-wise, I think, you know, there's some, you know, uh, Boom, Draxler, Apoian, Byrne, Hooten. and um, I wouldn't want to face any of those guys in a postseason series, frankly. And so... The difference, but the Pori is definitely in the Pori of old. Uh, Offensively, this team I do not believe is 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 you know as formidable as they've been in the past. Think on you know infielder wise, it's still some of the best players in the game. But you start to get to the outfield, and it's it's not so great. So that 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 leaves an opening for other teams. Can they can they make the moves they need to make, or or make the adjustments necessary to just finally once and for all sort of get past the. Pory. Uh, offensively, Pori is 8th in batting average, 7th and on base, 6th in slugging. So this team is its one of the worst hitting teams in the league um, by far. Um, Pitching-wise, though, starters, DRA, ERA, not that great. But team ERA is really good based, on, again, on that bullpen. So there's an opening there for teams to be able to get past them. And who are the teams that are trying to get past them? Well, for one, Vimpoli, which somehow Vimpoli is somehow a worst hitting team. Than uh than uh than poor is, they are the worst hitting team in in the league right now. Um, funny enough, third in WAR, but but tenth in batting average, ninth in on base percentage. So that's gonna need to fix if they're gonna do anything. Uh, and I'm not sure how they're gonna fix it, but I, I do think that if I recall correctly, yeah, police at 25 million, so they've got a little bit of room to 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 go around and knock on some doors and see what they can get into. Uh, defensively, a really solid team. Um, Pitching-wise, one of the best starting pitching staffs in the, in the league, second in a league ERA, a team ERA, rather. Um, not so productive overall, but um, their starters know how to how to fix things, make things work. They're going to need to shore up that bullpen if they're going to be a serious contender. And so there's – the thing about Port, i rather, is there's just a lot of, like – there's some shoring up to do. They're very, very fortunate to be in the spot they're in right now. And so – as I've said before, you get in the postseason, it's a lot of ticket, scratch it off and see what happens. But they're, if they're going to go any distance at all, even if they're going to get it, this is a team that could get eclipsed by Sakamo pretty easily, because Sakamo pound for pound is way more talented, I think, at least on paper anyway, than this um, than this team. is certainly offensively, you know, they I mean, he did a great job in the offseason of shoring this team up and getting some guys in here. Um, Yanni Lumpsa is quite young. I think it's the other thing, too. You've got a bunch of guys you're relying on who are still kind of young. Um, and so um, Yenny Lumsa is, uh, is going to be a star in this league, but he's not there yet. He's not, a, he's not, you know, he's not an offensive threat. He's just an all-around player. Um, Ilya Costa sort of, you know, is still around these days. So pitching, pitching staff-wise, they're going to be great. they still got Miko Esalo, and, and Miko Esalo we trust. Um, and so when you've got Navio Esalo, Mixu Peterson, um, he's got Gregor Hasten in the goddamn bullpen, which just blows my mind. That's not going great for Gregor Hansen, by the way. Um, he's paying a million dollars to get torched, but that's because he's not a goddamn bullpen pitcher um I, I don't yeah I don't know that's gonna how that's going to work out for him but in any case, simply to say that uh you know there could be some work done here to make this make this team a little bit uh, a little bit more stronger in their resolve. Sinoki, our friends in Sinoki, you know sort of the uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride franchise and the sleek um. I've mentioned teams that are very unbalanced in terms of, like, the uh, offense and, and pitching staff-wise. Sanayuki is one of the best pitching teams in, in the league, uh, both e-starters and um, bullpen ERA um, in terms of war. Offensively, if you, if war matters to you at all, they're eighth in war, um, offensive war, but they're um, third in on-base percentage. So I think it's a, they don't strike out much. They know how to run the bases. They're getting on base, they're getting hits, and so they're gonna be a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, I think. But and of course they're cap tied, so there's not a whole lot you can do to improve that team. But that's so an interesting thing. You have two flawed teams contending with Pori, who's also flawed but for different reasons, for a division title. I have no idea how that's gonna go down there. It could be it really it really could be it could go any kind of way. I would expect Pori to win that division, but I, I'm not sure you know, if either of those teams had the sea legs to get beyond, say, a wild card series. Not sure. As they're built right now, very unlikely. But some teams that I think are composed very well to make a run, Yansu, our friends in Yansu, uh, you know, a team that has made the playoffs three straight years, by the way. I know they get they don't get a whole lot of love on this podcast because I forget about them all the time. But is a team that's been very successful. It's a very successful franchise. They've not won a title. But they've not been to the finals, but, but it's a team that's been very successful otherwise. And so looking at them offensively, um, they are a positive war team, second in offensive war, um, sixth in on base percentage. Uh, so I guess middle of the pack in this league right now. Pitching-wise, the best pitching team in the league right now by far. Uh, number one in ERA, number one in bullpen ERA, third in uh, starters ERA, first in war, first in hits allowed. Hit, people are hitting 239 against this team. My head doesn't even conceive, understand how that works. So when you're pitching like that, well, Nieto, um, the thing is, it's funny. This is not a team that went out and got uh, one of the elite starters on the on the uh, on the in the pool this season or anything like that. these are guys they had. But they're all doing really, really consistently well. Um, offensively, is this team built built to last? I would love to see them go out and get another bat. Um, I think that, that they're going to find that they need one when the postseason shows up is a team that can make a run though. You do not want to face this Johnson's squad in a five game series in a seven game series, and certainly not in a nine game series. You don't, they'll beat you. Uh, I think they've got the guys who know how to, you know, Joe Masiel is, is is a, is a, uh, it's a real threat. He's not hitting very well in our league right now, but defensively I think he's an asset and I think he'll figure it out in the second half. I think he's the kind of guy that will be able to figure this out. Pitching staff wise, They've got so many good guys and so much too many weapons there. But offensively, again, Sigurd Nielsen is uh, 37 years old. It's definitely his best days are behind him, but he's still having a really solid year. But they can go out and get a bat. Um, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of a lot of room to work with, unfortunately, in terms of cap, as is probably the case for most teams these days. But if they can make some moves or move some things around a little bit, looking at that team, um, is the Union you know, Millennials actually making quite a bit of money. Um, he's got a terrible contract. I do not know what one can do with such a contract. Um, but if there was a world where you could move him and move that $5 million somehow, 5 million uh, euros, whatever the hell, if you could move that somehow and move that off to a team, um, Sigurd Nielsen's making $4 million. They they're a lot of old, bad contracts, and that's $9 million of their of their, uh, 9 million of their cap, over $9 million of their cap, is, is baked in contracts with two guys over 30 years old. One of them's 37, one's 31. If you could find a way... I don't know how that would happen, but there's a world where you could sweeten, you could, you could trade those toxic assets and get say a temporary to give you, uh, somebody who's actually good, uh, for those, for those guys or something like that, or a lap or something, you know, and then trade a pick throw a pick in, you got three drafts coming up, you got assets to move. And so there's a world where you could move some of those assets and, and, and do something. This team could make a run. But maybe you say, you know what, ah, we're not close enough, six games out. Maybe we just stand fast. But those contracts are those contracts concern me. Those are not the best things in the world. Looking at Kuvala, uh, this Kuvala team is uh, a tale of two cities. Definitely sort of average in terms of, you know, third and on, uh, fifth and on base, third in slugging, second in batting. Uh, so pretty balanced offensive team, one of the better hitting teams in the league. Pitching-wise, they could use some severe help um, near the bottom in all the major categories. Um, that's being said, I think that, you know, Nick Veselgenis, Wendell Johnson, they're guys that are, are proven winners in this league. Um, Jack Van, can we talk about their closer Jack Van, for a second? He's ERA right now. 0.29, 23 saves. Saves aren't real stat, but so what? This guy is just blow. I mean, like I wish he could start. He's a starter technically. I mean, he's, Bonkers! Like, this is absurd. Like, I would figure out how to get him in my rotation because he's that good. I mean, he I guess with an ERA like that, maybe you don't want to break what's – you don't want to fix what's broken. And it's like Peppel Bond, you know, when he could be – he could have been a starter, but he's too good to be a starter almost at this point. I don't know, man. That's, that's just disgusting. I'd have to try – I'd be tempted to try it. Obviously, in our league, it's hard to do because you don't get to uh, – this is a spring training project, I would think. He doesn't give up any walks. I just – uh he's only got he's got three pitches too, yeah. I don't know. I'd definitely find a way to, to get him into the rotation. That is bonkers what kind of year he's having. Um definitely your reliever of the year candidate. he need to make the all-star game somehow, but um that's unfortunate. In any case, Kuvala. I don't think either Kuvala or Yansu as composed will catch a That said, they need to head off Sakamo. They need to head off a Sani Yokura Vimpoli. They're doing it right now. But second half of the season, I'm not sure. You know, they're not going to have, you know, a ton. It was a balanced schedule, I guess. I don't know what the rest of the schedules look like. I need to look and see um, what things look like on the other half of the, uh, of the um, schedule in terms of strength of schedule. But in any case, I think if I had to pick right now, and I'm going to because that's what I'm here to do, who my playoff teams were, I would say it's going to be Havinka Pori. Uh, Yansu Sainioki, Kuvala. Um I do not see one of the teams that's outside of this jumping into this race at this point. I think the teams that are out are out. I do think Sakamo, again would not surprise me if Sakamo made one of those spots, but it, it, it seems unlikely at this point given how far out they are and given how good the teams are in front of them. It just is not like just you need to pass Kuvala or Yansu. You've got to beat, you know, they're like I said, it's five teams for four spots. It's five teams for four spots. And I just don't see them jumping into that race. Barring some, you know, again, they got enough talent to do it. But barring something crazy, I, I don't see it happening this season for them. And so that would be that'd be the end for the champs on this particular run, which would be fascinating to, to have that happen and, and to, you know, give us the possibility. We'll certainly have a new champion this season, but possibly a team other than Pory to to win the title your Sakamoto could be pretty exciting for me, the guy who loves parody. So what about the rest of our friends in the league? Helsinki is doing Helsinki things, and by that I mean yeah, Vascu, you know, Asku Vakakopas is uh, the first overall pick in last year's draft. This guy is already out here raking your Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, 341, um, 424 on base, 563 slugging, 3.1 war, very positive war guy, just doing great. So it's fun to see a first a first overall pick out here just dominating. Um, Vinny Dominguez, 28 years old, having a solid season. Um, he's got two more years left on that, that Filipino contract. Do you move a guy like this in the season? in the, uh, this season? Like, it's funny. He's got, he's got a really good core of guys that you're obviously not going to move. You're not going to move Gideon De Silva. They're going to trade him. But like maybe an Erwin Acosta, who's on a cheap contract would be worth. I'd move him for a first rounder. If it meant I could get into the postseason. you know, on a really reasonable contract um, Colt Lorena is not hitting very well I was going to say I'd move him I, I used to like him But I, I don't think so Anyway Helsinki has been very very deft At the moves he's made up so far With that team And so I would not expect anything less than that Jetsada in actually Is on his last year of his deal Maybe you're going to re-sign him So you don't move him But I don't know As a rental To me Obviously I think he would he would attract some attention Some interest And the kind of guy That one of these contenders Could absolutely look When Jetsada that, in On that pitching staff It would be very very helpful um, to have on that uh, in that in that pitching staff um, back where he belongs, frankly, on that team again, um, or maybe you know somebody else decides, Saniochi decides, you know, hey, we want we want to go for this. We don't have any room; they can't take him. Just kidding, but you get what I mean. Um, looking at Lapua real quick, um, offensively, not a whole lot going on there, and um, other than you know, Eetu uh, Pavlenin is having a really solid season as a first baseman, twenty-year-old, um, having a really strong year. Um, homegrown guy, fun to see, played in a played in Haitian league as a, as a winner of league or a couple years ago. He's only 20 years old. He's going to be part of their rebuild resurgence that will, you know, sort of happen. Yago Figueredo is the guy that I would move. Um, he is on a, he's on a, he's on a probably the last year of his, um, his uh, Filipino league contract. Oh, sorry. His, uh, yeah, his Brazil, yeah, whatever that contract he's in the last year of that deal. And so he's gone after the season. Obviously, you may resign him. Uh, he's a positive WAR guy, but I think that he's the kind of guy that another team might be really, really interested in, and as a free agent to be, who knows what kind of money he's going to want? If you're not contending, maybe you move him. Kapani, Bibi is another guy that I would be interested in moving. Um, I don't know much interest he's going to have. He's an outfielder, but Carmarntala, uh, the the immortal Tala is definitely his days are long gone. as a star in this league. He had one really good season, a second okay season, and then things from Lapua on have not been great for him. But hey pour one out for car martala pitching staff wise um i think they they've got some really good assets to move if you're out here listening to this podcast 20 minutes in and you're smart you're calling lapua to get your hands on some of those pitchers because they've low-key had some of the best pitchers in this game for a while Draven dampier is is a star um you know two-time brazilian pitcher of the year final pitcher of the year uh in 34 so, I mean, just a guy that there's no business being on that team. But um, I need a 10-year contract. He's never leaving. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, you know, just Rocky Marshall's 32. Wouldn't you love to get Rocky Marshall in your rotation? Another guy that – I know these guys have long-term contracts that are signed, but, you know, everybody's got their price. Everyone has their price. And so if Alex Rodriguez can get traded, anybody can get traded. So – there you go. Tampa Tampa is 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 on the way up. It's a rebuilding team. There's some work to be done there on that roster. Obviously, uh, I think in terms of bright spots for that team. Actually, speaking of more trade trade bait, uh, Alexander Costas is on that roster. He's making two million. Obviously, not many teams can afford that but a kind of guy that I might, you know, say, hey, would you hold on to some salary? And that's another thing. The other thing, too, is I would start deploying teams that are able to hold on the salary and, and be able to make moves in that regard. We have three drafts coming up. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to try to sign off. We've got the, the the order of operations. If you just do next sim, next sim in the uh, one of the channels, you would just see this again. But uh, we have the... The way the order should work is the first year player, the first year draft should happen first per usual, uh, like, you know, starting Friday and it'll go till it's over. Um, I'm able able to do that in advance. So uh, and that will include the expansion teams. They will be actually able to draft in that before they they do the expansion draft, Um, because I can add it. I can I can manipulate the game to, to do that for me. So that'll be fine. So we'll do that draft first. Um, with the expansion teams who will pick third and fourth in that draft automatically. So the two worst teams will get the first and second pick. Third and fourth will go to the expansion teams and then the, the third worst team will get the fifth pick in this upcoming draft. Um, anyway, that's happening first over the weekend, and then Monday we'll do um, Sunday night, we'll do the, you know, make sure you your export for your last chance to do extensions. Uh, we'll process a draft on Monday night if it's done. Along with free agency, to the stem, you know, stem to the uh, free agency one period, which will happen Monday night, and then um, which is only in a few days, Tuesday night we'll do the expansion draft. The expansion teams will participate in that draft on Tuesday night of the following week, next week, uh, and then Wednesday we'll do FA two, which is you know the big sim all the way to the start of spring training. Typically, um, but before we do that, we will before we start sim to the start of spring training, we'll do the dispersal draft on Thursday night which will then sim to the start of spring training with this dispersal draft players on your roster, me deleting everybody who's left from that draft out of the league, deleting those leagues completely. And then Friday we will do spring training of next week. So next week. We'll be very busy, but that should be fun for us to have a little action packed uh, uh, off season. It's an offseason season league, by the way. So I guess, you know, it makes sense to have a really busy off season. Um, so yeah, that's the scoop. Looking forward to seeing what happens in the second half on Wednesday night. Uh, I think there's a lot of good things that are happening here and some really fun, fun, fun developments that I'm looking forward to recapping after the season is over. But that's it. It's the Longest podcast ever. Hope that's all right. Until next time, signing off.